young girl person, you are special. Since before you can remember, I have felt your gift. For so long, I wanted it near me. But now I see... I smashed your gift. But it gives you life. Galio pondered her words, but only for a moment. His mind was made up. Life to me is very valuable, he said. But your gift is everything. Never lose it. Welcome to League of Lore, a podcast about the lore of League of Legends and other properties set in the Runeterran universe. I'm your host Jacob, or Skullhead Soldiers, and let's begin. Now, today on League of Lore, we're going to be talking about a character named Gallio, the Colossus. He is a literal giant statue present in Demacia. Uh, I believe he's usually positioned outside the great city of Demacia specifically. And he is made of pure petrified. He is a pure petrified statue. But, as I'm sure you can tell by the initial quote of this episode, Gallio is special. He's not just a statue. He is actually, he's kind of sort of like a golem. Specifically, he was a petrified golem created by a man named Durand. Durand is basically the guy when it comes to petrocyte uh, architecture and technically petrocyte technologies and magic uh, in Demacia. He knew and understood petrocyte better than anyone else. And when he created Gallio, he used all that knowledge to plant something that no Demacians realized. Basically what he planted is that when Gallio is by himself, like nothing's around him, he's just chilling, he's a statue... He is asleep, and he is just that way. But the moment magic gets near him, and the petrocyte of his body begins to absorb that magic, he awakens and becomes a fully sentient and sapient being. And his one goal in life is to protect Demacia in a very pure sense. He just wants to protect Demacia and his Demacian specifically. Now, how this all kind of comes about is the Demacians began to, once they realized that Gallio would wake up when exposed to magic, they would begin to take him into major battles where they knew a lot of mages would be present. So, just imagine this giant army of heavily armored soldiers with a gigantic, like, 300 meter, uh, not 300 meter, I think it's like 300 feet tall statue. Like, it's huge behind them. How they did that, I don't know, but they're able to carry around this gigantic statue, um... Uh, of Gallio. And then once all the magic was flying around uh, due to the mages are battling, Gallio would wake up and begin to help the army and basically single-handedly win the battle. Uh, like, taking mages into a fight against Demacia just got a lot harder because if they brought Gallio, you just instantly lose. Gallio is an unstoppable giant statue. You can't really beat that. And also, all magic just basically stops working around him. He just eats it all up, and he just becomes more awake and more powerful. But what makes Gallio interesting as a character in the context of Demacia is he's kind of a himbo. Like, he is very big and buff as a giant statue, but he's really kind and sweet, and 
but not very smart. Now, that's not to say he's unintelligent. He's just, his worldview is so simplistic. He literally views things in the simple context of, are you a Damasian? You're my friend. I will protect you. I would do anything for you. If you are not a Damasian, you're my enemy, and I will fight you and protect my friends. That is literally all he cares about. It's, he's just a protector. He only wants to protect Damasia and Damasians, but not for any, like, weird belief in the Damasia being this great nation that must be defended against the evils of magic. It's a purity of it. He, he literally views all Damasians, not Damasia the country, but the actual people of Damasia, as kind of his friends. And he would do anything for them. And he would defend them with his life. And that's what he does. And like I said, he is completely pure of heart. He has no inclinations to any of the broader troubles in Demacia, as far as we can tell. And all he wants to do is just fight for Demacia and protect the people of Demacia. In many of his short stories, we see that he just thinks, oh, I'm going to help these Demacians out. I'm going, I've, I've woken up. In one of his short stories, he specifically, it's basically a chronology of whenever he wakes up and goes back to sleep. And whenever he wakes up, he's excited to be alive again. He can experience things. He can see the world. But then immediately he sees his friends are in trouble. And so he fights them. And then leads to this sad dynamic where the moment he defeats all the mages, where he like kills all the mages that his Demacians are fighting, he goes to sleep again because the magic is gone. And there's this interesting dynamic of he really wants to be alive because he wants to experience the world. He wants to... Kind of, he wants to hang out with the Demacians, but he can't because the moment he's awake, it means there's a fight happening. And then after the fight's over, he goes straight back to sleep. And so he's busy coming in and out, seeing. Sometimes he's able to see people and kind of recognize them for the brief periods he's awake, but usually he just goes back to sleep. And it's very much of a. Um, he is just trapped, essentially, inside his own body with him going these periods of long sleep until magic once again is around him. And due to this, his relationship with magic is so fascinating. Because Demacia, as I've stated, hates magic. Like, in the past few episodes, it's very obvious they hate magic and they hate mages. Galio doesn't. He kind of likes mages, even though he's, just, he's like, killing them in the name of Demacia to protect Demacians. Because mages allow him to be alive. Magic allows him to be alive. And so this pure, gigantic statue himbo, who's just like me smash enemies of my friends, just doesn't understand the, the broader complications of magic and Demacia and the nature of the world. Because all he cares about is magic seems to be alive, my friends are in trouble, so I must destroy that magic to protect my friends. And this is kind of this tragic, eternal cycle. And... I just, it's just, I just want to get that across. Galio is probably one of the purest characters in League of Legends. Because when we talk back about Poppy, like I said, Poppy is basically a symbol of Demacia's uh, purest sense. Like, what Demacia could have been. That's Poppy. She is what is Demacia should, could have been and what it should be. A, a pure, just thing that's supposed to fight for the weak and protect people. Galio is that again, but now he's also a purity of not just Demacia as a, as a thing, 
because he's a great protector, which is why Demacia was created in the first place, was to protect all these refugees. Gallio is the embodiment of that protection, but he's also the embodiment of a different view on magic, where magic is not something to be feared, it is just something to fight against when it's against you. It's not something he hates. He doesn't hate magic, like I said. He loves magic because it allows him to be alive. And so it's just such an interesting dynamic where the Demacians he's defending, they cheer when he kills the mages because, yeah, the magic's dead. Kill the evil mages. Kill the enemies of Demacia. Rah! Meanwhile, Gallus is like, oh, well, now I have to go back to sleep and I can't hang out with you guys. And it's just a really sad, kind of childlike view of the world. And it really makes me just love Gallio as a character. He just wants to protect people. And that's all he really cares about. Now, we are going to go into a bit about his relationship with a particular mage, and that is Lux. And we will get to that in a, in a moment after this quick break. Hi, I'm Fire Rider, and I'm the host of The Pixel People, a podcast dedicated to taking a close look at our favorite characters from our favorite video games. From major characters who define the course of a game's storyline, to smaller characters who you might have never noticed. Every week, we go beyond the quest line to examine a particular character's story arc and choices and discover the real-world parallels and life lessons hidden just below the surface. I hope you'll join us. You can find the Pixel People on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. If you want to help spread the show or simply get more content, you can follow the official Twitter at League of Lore 2 for updates on the podcast and other lore tidbits, as well as rate or follow the podcast on your podcatcher of choice. You can also follow my Twitch account, uh, twitch.tv slash Soldiers, where I stream myself playing League of Legends and other games and discuss the lore and gameplay of those properties. And I just want to say once again, it is thanks to all you listeners that uh, have this continued drive to um, continue making League of Lore and continue talking about the League of Legends universe. And as we know, I'm going to continue talking about I just love this setting so much, and I love telling people about it, and just so that you can understand why I love it and why other people love the lore. It's really, really fascinating, and just thank you for continuing to listen and support the show. And with that, let's get back to the show. Now, what is a Demacian? This is the core thing for me when it comes to the relationship between Gallio and Lux, um, otherwise known as Luxana Crownguard. She's a member of the Crownguard family, uh, along with Garen and um, a few other characters. But what makes Crownguard interesting is Crownguard is basically the embodiment of Demacia as, a, as what it is now. They are very strict, they're very orderly, they will do whatever it takes to defend Demacia, they hate magic, and there are and the Crown Guard are the royal guard, essentially, for the king. That's, that's their purpose. They are the royal guard. Here's where it gets complicated. Lux is a mage. And we will get more into the relationship of Lux being a mage and her family and the implications of how she's allowed to be a free, quote-unquote, mage in the Masi of all places. We'll get into that when we get to her story. It's... It's not, nepotism is a, is a heck of a drug, essentially. But what's going on between Gallium and Lux, and why this is such an important dynamic, is there is a short story where Lux basically is very, very young, like she's a kid, 
and she is terrified of her magic. She hates the fact she has magic. Gallio is able to sense Lux's magic. Now, it's a bit unclear why this is the case, but the implication is that Lux is such a powerful, inherent mage that her magic alone, like, usually uh, Gallio requires, like, multiple mages around him to make him to wake up. Lux, by herself, is able to awaken Gallio just to do how inherently powerful she is as a mage. It's also interesting that Lux is a light mage, from what we can tell. She specializes in light magic. And Gallio describes uh, her magic as feeling like a, as a, a, she calls it a light, her, her light, essentially. And it guides him to wakefulness. As they talk, we quickly begin to realize that Lux um, is first surprised that Gallio is awake. Uh, that's a big shock to her. She thought it was like a legend because like, the periods between Gallio's wakefulness and sleep are pretty far apart, like so almost like decades apart, maybe even a century at times. And so Lux is surprised. And then Gallio's just like, oh my goodness, uh, thank you for waking me up. Uh, can we talk? And they do. They, they basically develop a rapport and a, fr and a deep friendship as uh, Lux grows up for like a brief period of time. And Gal just appreciates being able to talk to someone. And he just loves that he's alive again. He's able to stay alive thanks to Lux. However, stuff starts coming up. First, there's an instance where Gallio protects Lux against some... Um, I believe it's a Mage Seekers, actually. It's a bit unclear. But I believe there are Mage Seekers that don't recognize that Lux is a noble. And so they are going to imprison her for uh, having magic. Or because they were able to sense that, even though at the moment she it's not really prevalent, but they can sense that she's potentially magical. And Gallio just straight up squishes them, <laughs> which is very funny to me. Just guys like, nope, uh, you don't get to be mean to my friend Lux. Like, I don't care if you say you're Demacians, I'm squishing you. And this thing is very, very interesting. Because that's how close Lux and Gallio are at this point. They are really, really close friends that Gallio would even like defend her against uh another Demacian who's threatening her. That's how close they are. And it is through their interactions that Gallio begins to realize something about Lux, that Lux's light is like really bright to him because he can sense magic. And it's really beautiful to him. But whenever she comes near him and he wakes, the light goes away because he is literally absorbing all that magic. Lux, you know, is like excited. She's like, yes, I don't have this gross magic in me anymore. I can be a normal person I can be a normal Demacian. I can be right. And Gallio just straight up tells her, no, that's wrong. I don't want I don't want you to do that to yourself. And as you recall back to the earlier quote, that was Gallio telling Lux to treasure the gift of magic she has. And this comes back to the question that I said at the beginning of this section, what is Demacian? To Gallio, what makes a Demacian is simply basically where they're born. Like, he has no grander view of, like, uh, the core tenets of Demacian, like, nothing like that. Like, no, like, principles of order, justice, blah, blah, blah. Like, he doesn't care about those things. To him, a Demacian is simply a person born in the country of Demacia. That's it. It doesn't matter if they're magical. It doesn't matter if they're martial. It doesn't matter if they're a, a plebeian or a noble. 
if they are born in Demacia, he will fight for them. He will protect them. And that's just a big shock to Lux. Like, I'm a mage. I'm supposed to be gross and disgusting and people are supposed to hate me. And Gal is just like, no, I don't hate you. In fact, I love your gift. I love your magic. It makes me alive. But also I hate that for me to be alive and to take away this special thing about you. And eventually he able, is able to convince Lux to stop visiting him to take uh, for her magic to go away. Because that's what she, she was basically using him as as a way to get rid of her magic. And he goes, no, stop doing that. And she complies. In fact, she goes back to her home and uh, has a really strong moment where she uh, says no to a petrocyte potion. And it comes back to Gallia's view on magic once again. Gallia's view on magic, like I said, is he views it as what makes him alive. But in this story, we also figure that he thinks magic is beautiful. Like I said, it's his life. He cannot live without magic. So in his mind, Lux's powerful, powerful magic that makes her hate herself, that is the most beautiful thing about her. She alone can make him alive. She alone has this beautiful light that he can see and witness and experience, but only from afar. He doesn't want to be too close to her now because he doesn't want to hurt her by taking away what makes her special, what makes her Luxana crown guard. That is what Galio cares about. And like I said, that all comes back to how Galio views Demacian. He views it as a place where people are born, and that is it. And it's such a pure, like I said, childlike kind of view of the world where it doesn't matter who you are, like physically, it doesn't matter who you are internally, like in terms of magic, it doesn't matter where you're, what station you're born in. All that matters to Gallio is if you're born in the borders of Demacia, because then that means that you're his friend. That's all it means. And he only thinks that because his little like, programming from when he was built by Dorand is to protect Demacia, so he therefore cares about Demacians. Like, I'm sure if he met someone else who was not a Demacian, and as long as they didn't attack a Demacian, he would love to chat with them, probably. Like, he wouldn't care. All he cares about is, are you a threat to Demacia? Yes or no? Yes, then I will squish you. I will squish you with my giant stone fist. If no, then we can talk. We can be friends. And I think it's such an interesting discrepancy between um, this literal symbol of Demacia in a very literal sense, like he's a giant statue, he's the literal symbol of Demacia. And yet he just doesn't see the world in the same way Demacia does. And I think it's very, very interesting that we have all, like we have twice now, like Poppy and, and Gallio, as these symbols and pure essences of what Demacia could be. And like I really hope that we get more with Gallio and his relationship with Lux, as well as does Gal's relationship with the mages of Demacia as a whole. Because I want to see him kind of fight for the mages. I kind of want him to fight for his fellow Demacians in that sense. I could really see him doing that, and it would be a really interesting story to, to be told. And... That is Galio. Galio is a probably one of the purest characters of League of Legends. He just wants to fight and protect for his friends. It's all he cares about. And that is who Galio is. A protector. And that is it. He's just a protector. Now, I hope this deep this dive into the nature of Galio as a character and what he represents for Demacia as a whole. Like, I hope you really enjoyed this. It was a really 
uh, fun uh, deep dive into Galio. I've I've loved Galio since they reworked his lore like several years ago, and I really do think he's one of the best characters in Demacia as a foil to what Demacia actually is in the current state of Runeterra. Um, now, if you have any questions or thoughts, please send them in your reviews on your podcatcher of choice or to loreofrunterra at gmail.com. You can also now send any questions or thoughts uh, through our Discord channel, uh, League of Lore, on the Robots Radio Network Discord. And I will do my best to answer them in the Discord as well on the next episode. Now, next time, we are doing an analysis of the rise of demons and the lands of Demacia. And to do so, we must go to a little place called Fossborough. See you all next time.